Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Friday, April the 1st. I'm so glad you guys, we made it to Friday and we made it to the month of April. Today, we're gonna talk about a couple of characteristics of a happy warrior. Stick around, I think you're gonna be encouraged. I'm glad you guys have joined me today. It's Friday, and right now I am in Round Rock, Texas for the Teach Them Diligently Conference, hoping that I am meeting a whole bunch of you guys and encouraging you. This is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for you just to uh, learn from speakers who've sort of been there and done that, to form new relationships, to really just dig deep into what God has for you as you homeschool your children. So I'm really excited about being there. I'm glad you guys are there. So thank you very much for coming out and hanging out with me at Round Rock at Teach Them Diligently. Also, in case you haven't seen it, I have a brand new shirt out, you guys, and it says, I tested positive for freedom. It's awesome. On the back of the shirt, there's an Alexander Solzhenitsyn quote, and it says, the simple step of a courageous individual is not to take part in the lie. And this is, I hope that this quote rings true in your hearts and minds for a long, long time to come because we got major issues in the United States right now, uh, largely stemming around the fight and the battle for truth. And I've been talking about this at the podcast for a long time. We're going to continue to talk about it. Uh, But I love that quote, and that's why we put it on the shirt. I tested positive for freedom. You guys can get that shirt. I will link back to it in the show notes today. Uh, I've been thinking a lot lately as, uh, you know, talking to my campaign staff. Some of you guys have gotten phone calls from me as we have entered into a fundraising uh, blitz, right? Always the last week of the of the quarter is always when we do uh, our big fundraising efforts. And I've had the opportunity to talk with a lot of you about my run for Congress. And um, just wanted to say thank you for those of you who are helping me. It is expensive to run for Congress. But not only that, it can really make you cynical. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even lying. It can make you cynical. And I have been reading through, as I told you guys, I've been reading through the book of Nehemiah. And every time I read through it, the Lord says, read it again. So I'm reading it again. And right now I'm reading it in the message. I read it in the NIV. I read it in the NLT. I read it in the ESV. And now just for fun, I'm reading it in the message. And one of the things I noticed, so I told you guys before, you know, there's the two uh, antagonists in the story, right? Tobiah and Sambalot. These guys hate Nehemiah. And the Bible records that the reason that they hated him is because he uh, he loved the people of Israel. And they hated him because help was coming for the people of Israel. And they didn't want help to come for God's people. And so they fought against Tobiah every, or they fought against Nehemiah every step of the way. And I was thinking, as I was reading in Nehemiah uh, chapter 8, verse 10, it said that the people worked with all their heart because the joy of the Lord was their strength, that they got their their strength, their cues, their energy, their encouragement from God. That is where they got it. And that is where we need it right now, more than we've ever needed it, is just to get it from the Lord. And so I thought it'd be a good thing going into the weekend to just talk to you guys about what it means to have joy. James chapter one, verses two to three says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith 
produces perseverance. What is perseverance? Perseverance is patience in action. That means that even though you might be, uh, someone is slandering you or someone is, there's a lawsuit or they're struggling your family, uh, the Bible says that when you enter into that trial and you give God the glory, then the net result is going to be perseverance. It's patience in action. So in the middle of all of this, you are actively pursuing joy and you're actively pursuing the Lord. Psalm 47 verse 1 says, clap your hands, all you nations, shout to God with cries of joy. When I was a child, we used to sing, shout to the Lord with the voice of triumph. Uh, God wants us to praise him. And he doesn't say, praise me when things are going good and then forget it at any other time. He says, we are to praise the Lord at all times, that we are to do things with a joyful heart. Ecclesiastes 9 says, go eat your food with gladness and drink your wine with a joyful heart for God has already approved of what you do. Psalm or Proverbs 10, 28, the prospect of the righteous is joy, but the hopes of the wicked come to nothing. And I've been thinking about this idea and kind of telling my my uh, my campaign staff in particular, you know, uh, most of whom are all volunteers. Some of them are tired and we've been at this now for over a year. I said, you know, I really think God wants us to be happy warriors. So we're going to be so happy it's going to drive, you know, our opposition completely crazy. Because at the end of the day, we're doing this for the Lord not doing it for an accolade. We're doing this because we know that the Lord's called us to do it. We're doing it because God loves the people of Southwest Washington. We're doing it because we love the people. And when you know who you are, then the result of a, uh, the result of a, of an election doesn't really make any difference because it's not going to change who you are at the end of the day. And I love this out of Romans 15 verse 13. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by what? By the power of the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit. So Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And then you got the apostle Paul in the book of Romans, which by the way, this guy has been persecuted by now. He's been thrown in prison by now. They've told him they were going to kill him by now. And he says, may the God of hope fill you with joy as you trust in him so that you might overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the, the joy of, uh, of, a, of a person who's following the Lord is impossible for a person who doesn't know God to understand. And I came across a poem recently by a poet from the 1700s, uh, and his name was William Wordsworth. And he was one of the founders of English Romanticism, uh, one of the most central figures and important intellects of his time, I believe born around 1770. So he would have lived in the early 1800s. And this guy, William, uh, William Wordsworth, was remembered really as a poet who had a spiritual aspect to what he wrote. So he was concerned with human relationships, uh, and he was a fierce advocate of using vocabulary and speech patterns to relay a message to what they called common people. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And he did it using poetry. And he wrote a poem about what it meant to be a happy warrior. And after I read this passage in Romans, I just thought, you know, this would be a good way to just end the weekend with the podcast. You know, we've had some really wonderful guests on. You guys have been challenged. My, my Rob McCoy challenged you this week to stop hiding behind pastors, stop hiding behind Romans 13, get out there. Uh, the church, the ecclesia, we are called to the public square. We are called to engage. But the Bible says that we are first and foremost ambassadors of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So uh, listen to what William uh, Wordsmith said. He said, who is the happy warrior? Who is he that every man in arms should wish to be. It is the generous spirit who, when brought among the tasks of real life, hath wrought upon the plan that pleased his boyish thought, whose high endeavors are an inward light that makes the path before him always bright, who, with a natural instinct to discern, and we've talked about the word discern, like the importance of knowing not the difference between right and wrong, but the difference between right and almost right. Remember, that's what Spurgeon said. So so uh, William says that the person who is a happy warrior has a natural instinct to discern what knowledge can perform is diligent to learn, abides by this resolve and stops not there, but makes his moral being his prime care. Who doomed to go in company with pain and fear and bloodshed, miserable train, turns his necessity to glorious gain. I love this. He says, no matter what he encounters, he's made his moral, his inner man, the primary thing that he's concerned with. And this is the message of the Bible, right? To keep your eyes on your inner man, no matter what you're going through. So uh, William Wordsworth is saying, here's this guy doomed to be in company with pain and fear and bloodshed. And he turns what's happening to him into a glorious gain. In the face of these doth exercise a power, which is our human nature's highest dower, controls them and subdues, transmutes, bereaves of their bad influence, their good receives. By objects which might force the soul to abate, her feeling rendered more compassionate is placeable because occasions rise so often that demand such sacrifice, more skillful in self-knowledge, even more pure, as tempted more, more able to endure, as more exposed to suffering and distress, thence also more alive to tenderness. I love that. So instead of allowing the things that are happening to you or around you, the suffering, the distress that you see, instead of allowing it to make you hard-hearted, He says, let it soften your heart. Let it make you alive to more tenderness. I love that. Don't you guys love that? Tis he whose law is reason, who depends upon that law as on the best of friends, whence in a state when all men are tempted still to evil for a guard against worse ill. 
and what in quality or act is best? Does sell them on a right foundation rest? He labors good on good to fix and owes to virtue every triumph that he knows, who, if he rise to a station of command, rises by open means and there will stand on honorable terms or else retire and in himself possess his own desire. So he has self-control. He's risen to the position in life because of his hard work and his attitude. I love this. Who comprehends his trust and to the same keeps faithful with a singleness of aim. In other words, he knows what he's supposed to do and he does it. And he's faithful in everything he does and therefore does not stoop nor lie in wait for wealth or honors or for worldly state for whom they must follow and on whose head must fall like showers of manna if they come at all. Whose powers shed round him in the common strife or mild concerns of ordinary life or constant influence of peculiar grace. But who, if he should be called to face some awful moment to which heaven is joined, great issues, good or bad for humankind, is happy as a lover and attired with sudden brightness like a man inspired, and through the heat of conflict keeps the law in calmness made and sees what he foresaw. Or if an unexpected call succeed, come when it will, is equal to the need. He who, though thus endued as with the sense and faculty for storm and turbulence, is yet a soul whose master bias leans to home-felt pleasures and gentle scenes, sweet images, which, wherever he be, are at his heart, and such fidelity in his darling passion to approve, more brave for this, that he has much to love. Tis finally the man who, lifted high, conspicuous object in a nation's eye, or left unthought of in obscurity. So he doesn't care if people see him or if they don't see him. He's going to do the thing that's right. Who with a torrid or untorrid lot, prosperous or adverse, do his wish or not, plays in the many games of life, that one where what he must do, values must be won, whom neither shape or danger can dismay, nor thought of tender happiness betray, who, not content that former worth stand fast, looks forward, persevering, there's that word again, to the last, from well to better daily self-surpassed, who, whether praise of him, must walk the earth forever and to noble deeds give birth, or he must fall to sleep without his frame and leave a dead, unprofitable name, finds comfort in himself and in his cause, and while the mortal mist is gathering, draws his breath in confidence of heaven's applause. This is the happy warrior. This is he that every man in arms should wish to be. I love that so much. It just takes me back to Romans chapter 15 again in verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. That That's the reason that we're able to do the things that God has called us to do. That's the reason that we're able to have an attitude of 
hope and be joyful in affliction. And when people uh, say things about us that we wish they wouldn't say, or you're on the receiving end of a lie, or you've been besmirched, or you've been betrayed, we keep our eyes on the Lord and we ask him to be exactly who he says he is, the author and the finisher of our faith. And you guys, we can do this, right? In no matter what we're going through. And so whatever it is that God's asked you to do right now, and I'm telling you, he has asked you to do something, right? That's why you're here. You're here because God has something he wants you to do. And so as you think about that today, as you consider that today, I would just encourage you again to come before the Lord and say, Lord, help me be a happy warrior, not a grumpy one. I know a lot of you homeschool moms, right? You're thinking about all of the, you know, all of the 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 work that you still have ahead of you for the weekend, or maybe your homeschool week went badly or whatever it is. If you adopt this attitude of gratitude, this happy warrior approach to whatever it is that God has you doing, I'm telling you what, you guys, joy is the sure result. Joy is the result. I hope you guys are having a great Friday and you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, we've got a brand new study at MomStrong International that starts on Monday. We're working our way through the book of Acts with my son-in-law, Pastor Ryan Bates, and you guys are going to be blessed beyond measure. That's MomStrongInternational.com. And we've got a brand new shirt I tested positive for freedom, which I will link to in the show notes today. Have a great day, everybody, and I will see you back here on Monday with my friend Steve Lambert at the intersection of faith and culture.